It's six o'clock. You're listening to mutinyradio.fm and .sf. And it's time for the joke workshop here on Mutiny Radio. Uh, every Monday at six o'clock. We have a bunch of comics. We have a full list today. I'm super excited. Uh, a couple people have comments, but there's not enough. So if you do, there's if you really do want comments, we have time for them. Or if we're gonna, I'm gonna leave that microphone open. So if people like have something burning to say, you can feel free to say it. Um, all right. Well, is are the people gonna come in from outside? There they are. Okay. Noah Jay is here, and um, you're second because Ian's gonna go first. So um, if you haven't listened to the joke workshop before, everyone gets four minute sets at three minutes. You hear a horn. If you're new to comedy, that's important because then you learn what a minute feels like. Uh, <laughs> your first comedian, he knows everything about comedy. No, he's incredible. Uh, he's past the punchline, and it's a joy every time he graces the doorstep of Mutiny Radio. Put your hands together for Ian Levy. Yay! At one time, it was told yeah. to me that oh. man came from Oh. I, uh, I meant to write more today, and then I didn't, so I'll just burn through this few ideas I wanted to try. Um, I've been uh, I've been trying to be better about uh, getting off my cell phone recently. I've been uh, trying to, to I turn off my cell phone, uh, and my sister gets really mad at me. She'll always be like, "What if there's an emergency?" I'm like, uh, "Then you should uh, call the police." I don't know if. What I'm supposed to do about the mur- there's no no skills that if someone's dead they're gonna still be dead when I look at my phone, and if it's a more immediate emergency I don't know what you think I'm gonna do, but I I, I dropped I I never finished community college so I don't if it's a physical altercation you need help with uh, hang up the phone and fight back that's what I would say that's uh, I don't know how I can help over the phone. And if it's something mental, we we know better people for, I don't know how to do my taxes. So, I, I mean, I, I, I just don't see any scenario where there's an actual emergency. Okay, that's um, that's what I'm working on. It is, it is true. I, I never actually finished community college. I'm missing uh, some physical education units. So, that's true. So... I'm I'm missing it's like a one and a half units, uh, and so again, also if my sister needed someone to do fighting, I'm out of shape, so I can't I can't do anything about that. Okay, I don't know. Um, I I've uh I think I've come fully around on podcasts where I think they're I think they're bad now. It's probably not good to say at Muni Radio. I to be fair, is I could have picked a better venue to to come out with my new anti-podcast thought thoughts but um i just i i've been kind of recently i've been uh i've been uh kind of reminiscing a lot about boredom uh do you guys remember when you used to be bored and now we're, we're just never bored anymore because i just have i i feel like i never have my own thoughts because i i just i i hear terry gross's voice in my ears more than i hear my own okay no no not a big NPR crowd, but uh, I I do. I listen to so much goddamn NPR that I could tell you about all the latest liberal books, but I can't tell you what I have. I can't tell you an opinion of my own. So that's the one thing I have. I also find that uh, my, my girlfriend and I, we, we can't, uh, we like kind of different podcasts. So we'll do this thing where we'll, we'll be in the kitchen 
like together at the same time, but we both have our own earbuds in listening to our own podcasts. Uh, and usually they're both on how to fix your relationship problems. And we just sit there in silence. And at the end, she'll be like, did you learn anything? And I'll be like, I need to uh, invest in Blue Box. I don't know. What, or what's the, what, what, is it Blue Box? What's the, uh, the sun, what's the, bo- Blue Apron. That's it. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, I was like, I need to buy Blue Apron products. And my penis doesn't work. <laughs> Those are my, yeah. Um, I, uh, I, I saw on the street recently a, uh, a fortune teller uh, who was smoking. Uh, she had a sign that said like, oh, I could, uh, I'll tell you your future by looking at your palms. I was like, I'll tell you your future uh, by looking at your gums. I don't know if, uh, okay. That's that's the end of uh, P. I I wrote a joke based on something you told me about your own life. Do you want to? Should I? Well, but now 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 it's maybe awkward to because I I realized it, it's kind of takes some personal aspects of your life. What? No, it's not. No, it's, it's not about being colorblind. Do you have you been doing jokes about uh the uh, hair products? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Do you want to hear the one I wrote about you that I'll probably never actually do on stage? Yeah. I go, uh, hey, my uh, my buddy has started using, uh, uh, he's got balding, so he started using hair products to, to grow his hair back because he's worried it's going to hurt his chances with uh, women. Uh, but then apparently the hair products uh, kills his sex drive. So he also can't, you know, he doesn't want to pursue anything with women. I was like, where'd you get your hair products from? The devil? Okay, that's terrible. No, yeah. <laughs> okay, that's my time. Clap your hands together for Ian Levy, everyone. Hooray. That's, I'm so glad you came out anti-podcast at Mutiny Radio. That was, that was beautiful. Uh, that's a good question. I think you're number six, Dan. I'm pulling back the, I'm pulling back the veil for everybody. I'm being a bad, a bad host. Uh, your next comedian, um, he's just so lovely and wonderful. I always call him the stalwart of Mutiny Radio because he's at every... Did you look it up or have you still not looked it up? Okay, he did. Thank God. I was like, I've said it like 12... Okay. Put your heads together for Ajay Damodaran. Yay! It means uh, loyal and unsomething and uh, unyielding? No, and hardworking. Uh, yeah, yeah, I disagree with two-thirds of that, but okay. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, by the way, the pro like the the Rob- Rogan thing, it kind of reminded me of, like a Pete Davidson bit about like uh not being able to get a hard on and like bald dudes. Just... That's uh, we got three minutes. Okay, we're going. We're going. We're doing jokes. We're doing jokes. Uh, I'm a I'm a cancer survivor. Yeah, so we better laugh laugh at these fucking jokes. Um, I don't know how to introduce being a cancer survivor without being like angry about it. So I'm testing out a different delivery on that. We're we're, we're doing it together. Um, but one thing that people don't know that is true is that, uh, before you do like chemotherapy, which is just basically just drugs, uh, you have to, (laughs) you have to donate sperm because there's a chance that the chemotherapy will fuck up your, like, like your swimmers. Like you won't be able to have kids. Right. Which 
as a 14 year old boy, that's like that. You're just thinking of, okay, how to do this. But like as a 20 plus year old person, that must be a horrible conversation to have with spouse. Be like, Hey honey, you know, I've been, we've been trying for kids for the past two months. I got good news and bad news. The good news is I came prepared. No pun intended. <laughs> but uh, the bad news is our children were made with uh, the help of coconut oil and self-loathing. Okay. That needs a lot of work. <laughs> Fuck. Um, I was a Make-A-Wish kid, which it kind of sucks that you don't get a Make-A-Wish as, uh, as an adult with cancer. I feel like that's kind of that's fucked up that only children get Make-A-Wishes. But I feel like there's also a simple solution to that, which is if you ever have children as a Make-A-Wish adult, I guess, just put a microwave in your kid's bedroom. You're you're probably just 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 set yourself up for success. You want to be Batman? Fucking go, make your dreams come true. Okay, that also needs to die. Okay, moving on, moving on. Um, I am Indian, which is uh makes makes dating interesting because I I share my dating life a little bit with my mom, but um she comes from like an arranged marriage and she tries to give me dating advice, but she's never been on one, so it's kind of hard for her. Like. Every now and then I'll be like, I'm going on a third date. She's like, oh, third date. So you're going to find out like if she wants kids or not. I'm like, I think that's after the third date. It's less of a discussion, more of a Venmo charge. Be like, sorry, I didn't plan for parenthood. Private. Private Venmo. Um, okay. I, <laughs> all right, that's dumb. Uh, I, I also think arranged marriages like... Um, yeah, like, like she, she comes from arranged marriage and I, I feel like she doesn't have a lot of faith in like Western dating. Like she's just seen a lot of failure in it. And like, especially with me, cause I'm not, I'm not great at long-term relationships. I feel like she has the same faith in like my dating life as like DJ Khaled's like training or his, his, his like personal trainer with his like weight loss journey. Like, yeah, put in the work, but I'm still probably going to fly some girls in. This doesn't seem like it's going anywhere. Okay. All right. Um, I'm going to try two fucking old shit, whatever, whatever. Um, I don't have a lot of standards in terms of dating. I feel like I don't get to yet. Uh, like there's that phrase like carpet matches the drapes. Are you guys familiar with that phrase? Yeah. Yeah. Like it, I, I feel like whoever came up with that phrase has like incredible standards, right? For dating. Cause it just refers to if your like pubic hair matches your regular hair. And, like, I can't think of a situation where I've been like, yeah, dude, I love Margaret. She's great. Like, great personality. Like, beautiful girl. Rich dad. But I just don't think I could sleep with her. My friends would be like, why not? She's religious? Like, no, dude. She has a fucking geezer bush. Can't touch that. You know me. <laughs> Got standards. All right. Last joke. And I'm out, I'm out of here. Um, I drove down here. And uh, on the way here, I saw a homeless man carrying a blank sign. And uh, I was like, what? going on here and then i got closer and apparently he had written please give what you can anything helps in pencil so i hand him a handed him a sharpie so i feel like that's I'm a good samaritan all right i'm gonna leave you guys been fun have a nice night Ajay, everyone the good samaritan my favorite part of your set was when you sort of like drifted off for a minute and i was like hell yeah that was lovely um your next comedian oh oh you can give him some yes yes please give him some notes sure okay. you have time uh the the two things i thought of for your set were if you give the homeless person a sharpie you should uh, take it and use it to get high 
Oh, okay. just because you're okay. like trying yeah, to help like him that. back, <laughs> and then he's like, oh no, he's okay, he's an okay. addict. Um, uh, and then, but that might just be kind of mean spirited. Um, and then I, uh, the bit with you having to donate sperm at 14, I think that's just an interesting story that I think you kind of go, you because you kind of talk about adults doing it, but I, yeah, I think yeah. the interesting part for me is that you had to donate sperm as a 14 year old. Yeah. I mean, my, my concern with it, like I, it was a fun, it, or not fun. Well, no, I mean, that's hilarious. Yeah, it that's, was, it it was a, the it best was, part of having yeah. cancer. Probably. It, I, would, the, I was worried that it would be too long and like, it would kind of drift on and like people would not pay attention, but yeah, I could, I could, but you're jerking off. No, like the whole, no, I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. I guess. Um, but yeah. All right. I will. I'll, but yeah, I just think if you explore that more of whether it's, because I don't know. To me, it's just a weird. I think there's a joke in there. Whether of it's like you tell the doctor like you're currently trying to have kids or something as a 14 year old, or just the yeah. fact that you enjoyed jerking off. Like, yeah, it's when as a 14 year old, no one ever told me. An adult never said, "Hey, it's okay to jerk off." Yeah, yeah. So I just think that's a funny. To me, that's fun. I think there's something there. Right? Yeah. All right. Appreciate that. Thank you. I love the cane prepare joke. That uh, one's definitely <laughs> going to hit at some point. Um, okay. Is a thought, maybe just change the wording and say like, um, don't, I told her like, I've come prepared. I, oh, I mean, come, to, I had my come prepared. Something. Okay. Or like, I don't know. Yeah. I but I love the joke. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Appreciate that. Grammar. <laughs> uh, put your hands together, everybody, for a J. Yay. 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 All right, keep your hands clapping for your next comedian, everybody. Pete Ballmer, yay! Hey, all right. So uh, I'm taking the I'm taking these these hair regrowth. No, <laughs> no, yeah, no. I'm not going to talk about that. Um, been uh, I've been living with my roommates, uh, same roommates for four and a half years. When you live with someone that long, you have very sort of specific fights. Um, like recently, my roommates. I mean. Uh, Oh god! Uh, sat me down to have a conversation about how I come down the stairs too loudly. Yeah, you gotta you gotta live with people for a while to get to that. And like easily the most creative way I've ever been called fat before. Um, and he was talking to me about it, and I was gonna like say that that was a dumb uh, thing to say, but then he said that he was he'd been talking about it in therapy a lot, and so you didn't want to push back, because you don't want to invalidate someone's problems that they're talking about in therapy. And I think that therapy is great, but I also feel like you should stop going to therapy once you run out of real problems, you know? Because they'll keep taking you. Like, your therapist will talk to you about any problem you have, unless your problem is that you're too broke to avoid therapy. Like, and uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't come down the stairs weird, you know? I come down the stairs normal. Like, I go one foot at a time, I use the banister, and I yell, stairs time, stairs time, stairs time, the whole way down. So totally invalid. Um, like, uh, uh, well, not, like, uh, they say that capitalism breeds innovation. Um, and I think that's, you know, it's generally true. But I think there's, there's some, like, products where they probably could have thrown in the towel a while back. They didn't need to keep, like, they're just fucking around now. Like, I don't know if you guys remember this, but about 10 years ago, uh, they came out with something called Mountain Dew AM. Mountain Dew AM, that's Mountain Dew and orange juice poured together in a can. I remember once I saw a billboard for that, I was driving, and I was like, oh, that's disgusting. That's so sugary. When would anyone drink that in the morning? I almost spat out my 
caramel and fudge macchiato. It was disgusting. And like, I don't know. I feel like Mountain Dew AM is just what happens when you actually listen to your customers, you know? Like, because I feel like that's a result of like, you get a bunch of Mountain Dew drinkers together, you sit them down, you're like, hey, what problems do you guys have with Mountain Dew right now? And someone's like, well, it doesn't pair very well with a Grand Slam breakfast. And they're like, could you make it cinnamon roll flavored? I'm like, we'll meet you halfway. We'll give you orange juice. Okay. Uh, I uh, one time when I was in high school, uh, I said the N word in class. Yeah, this is a good Juneteenth joke. <laughs> no, I was I was supposed to. This was like required of me in class. Um, very immersive American history class. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Um, no, seriously, this is it was an acting class. I was in an acting class, and uh, the role I was doing the scene, and I was playing a role uh, of a black man. And at one point during the scene, uh, my character was supposed to say the N-word. And I asked my acting teacher, my middle-aged white lady acting teacher, I was like, hey, Miss Ryan, do I have to say this? And she looked at me, and then she looked at every single black kid in the class without breaking eye contact with me, because there was none. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to get that part across. We'll see how that works. And she was like, well, if it's in the script, you got to say it. Um, so I said the line. I was like, no, nah, I'm not going to say it. Um, and then after we finished the scene, uh, everyone in the class uh, didn't care because it was 2009, you know? It was like people were still like socially aware in 2009, but it was a very – like if, I did, if someone did that now in high school, you would get kicked out of school and hired on Fox News the very same day. But if you do that now, everyone's just like walking around like, that was bad, but like at least I didn't say it, you know? Like, gonna go drive home and uh, listen to rap music in my car and see what comes out so okay cool uh that's great thank you bye guys Devil's no longer people were everyone he's so brave he said the n-word <laughs> jesus <laughs> Woo! you're it's 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 brave territory to tread uh, i'm excited for your next comedian you were giving him comments so uh if you've got paper pen you're gonna pay attention and that's great and clap your hands and a want slappy like motion for charlie moore yeah still back in the form of miss you wishing you did the knowledge before speaking seeking where you went wrong and why would i bring you such physical i don't say the n-word either actually um not because i can't say it but because these podcasts get recorded and if you don't see my face with my voice yeah, you'll think I'm white. <laughs> That's why I don't say the N-word. Um, <laughs> I was scrolling through Facebook today when I saw an article about a 14-year-old boy who graduated from college. That's pretty sad, right? It's pretty sad. I couldn't believe it, too. All the comments were positive. Like this one lady wrote, oh, how great this kid is getting a head start on his future which is ironic because her bio said live every day like it's your last. Nope. <laughs> I don't know. That's not cool. Honestly, that's abuse. You know how I know this kid is being manipulated and abused by his parents? is because the interviewer asked what he liked to do in his free time, and, she, and he said sleep. Yeah. <laughs> Poor kid. He's a smart kid, though. Like, he's one of 10 kids at 14 years old to graduate college with straight A's and one of five kids in his class to graduate college still a virgin. Yeah. <laughs> Although, a college degree is not very hard to get. 
Like, Harvard's one thing, but a college degree is as good an indicator of intelligence as a Bible tattoo is of being a pious Christian. Yeah. Not smart. Um, what's he even going to do afterwards? Like, it's hard enough for, like, a 23-year-old to get hired. How is he going to get hired when the company has to navigate child labor laws on top of that? It's pretty hard. The kid said he wanted to go to medical school afterwards. Pervert. <laughs> um, all right, try some. What's next? Um, what could go wrong, too, if he goes to medical school with giving a 20-year-old the authority to write Xanax prescriptions? Like, nothing could go wrong. I feel bad for the kid, too. Like, he never got to experience middle school or high school or go to any of those schools. And I started feeling bad for him about that because he never got a childhood. But then when he called the trash can the receptacle in the bathroom, the lavatory, I was like, yeah, middle school is not for him. Um, and sure, he'll know things that we don't know. Like, he'll know, like, who his district reps are or how many branches of the government there are. But, like, if you ask him if he knows that if his hand is bigger than his face, it's a sign of low intelligence, he'll be like, why? I did not know that. All right. Thank you so much. Just like Charlie Moore! Wow, you jumped out really early. That was only two minutes and 30 seconds. Oh. Just FYI. Well, more time for comments or others. Sweet. I think you should just get to the virgin part sooner. Mm-hmm. Just be like, this 14-year-old just graduated. Only only 10 people did that. And only five people were a virgin. Or, yeah. mm-hmm. Also, it's a good joke. Uh, you're, you're a very likable, like nice person. Yeah. Mean humor... Not may like not, <laughs> it may not come across as natural, so I just want to keep yeah. that in mind. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, I think the one about how it's sad when you when you graduate high school, it's supposed to be a happy story, but it's a sad story. That's got, I think that's got good potential. It seems uh-huh. like maybe come up with some ways in which that it it would be continued to be sad if you stayed on that same track, you know. I don't know what it is, but just, you know, oh, divorced at 19, erectile dysfunction at 29. <laughs> you can go into, like, the life is just, because life just gets worse anyway. Yeah. So maybe ta- some tie-ins like that I think would be smart. It's a good, yeah. it, the fact that it's, the, that basic observation, though, seems inherently funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it's, I'm sure that somebody's, but you didn't recognize the modern day Doogie Howser. I know you probably don't know who that is, Charlie, because you're too young. But there was a show in the late 80s, early 90s about a 15-year-old boy who became a doctor and his name was Doogie Howser and all of the strange, funny things that happened in the hospital because he was so young and he had a little, he had a little diary and he learned things. Oh, wow. Anyway, yeah, you and, look it up, look up Doogie Howser. Yeah. It's really, it's, and you'll get to experience my childhood. Yeah. Neil Patrick Harris. Right? Neil Patrick yeah. Harris. Oh my God, as a child, yeah, which I is so things. amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I would say uh, just, uh, it, do, do you when you write jokes? Do you write word for word, like the whole the whole thing? I usually do. This is not. Okay. Well, I I would just write because it it seemed like maybe you you kind of had the words locked in and you're almost trying to remember them at certain points yeah. on stage. Yeah. So I it might be good to practice. Uh, you you want to make it maybe feel a bit more conversational. So I would recommend just working off more like bullet points. Like yeah. you have an idea and maybe the punchline you have specifically planned. But just for the setup, because I, I think if you naturally just talk through your ideas, it's going to come across a lot more natural to the audience instead yeah. of not feeling like you're reading off a script or like you have memorized lines. Yeah, so it's sense. just, yeah. So it's, yeah, it's just, um, is my suggestion, just yeah. something to try. Perfect. Appreciate it. Yeah. Other comments? 
I was gonna I was gonna mention for like the when you mentioned like middle school and high school dances or not I was gonna say like maybe talk about like high school dances and stuff and about how like the like chaperoning and shit like that I I, I can't think of anything right now for that but like I, I feel like like you kind of glossed over a little bit with talking about middle school high school but like that's up to you but yeah good show there's more yeah yeah no but yeah. I mean do your thing okay absolutely appreciate you all for the comments. Oh, is there one more or no? Yes. Oh, okay, good. Okay. All right. I love the thing with this um, lavatory and receptacle mm-hmm. and things like that. If you could do more of that in what throughout him coming up. Right. Medical younger, terminology, sure. Yeah, yeah, all the terminology that he would use. Like in, oh. in that kind of got him in trouble. When he goes when he goes on yeah. a date, he he sense. uses a scalp. He's he's like scalpel to cut his steak or something, uh-huh. <laughs> like weird tweezers to you know just medical, yeah. just medical equipment of any kind that yeah. translates into our world. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Charlie Moore! Yay! 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 All right, your next comedian also getting comments, so keep being awesome, paying attention. And clap your hands, everybody, for Jared Senna. How are we doing, guys? Cool, 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 cool. From San Diego, do we have anyone there from that neck of the woods? No? Just Pam? Okay. Uh, it's hot as balls down there, in case you didn't know. I'm actually white. I've just been barbecued Filipino. Yeah, this cauliflower got bar- got deep fried to Olympia. Um, let's see. Uh, but uh, came here for college. Uh, speaking of which, I actually just graduated. Everybody, uh, thank you. I'm a creative writing major, and in case you guys didn't know what that is, it's pretty much just a fancy way to say barista. Yeah, I updated my LinkedIn account with my major in it, and all I got were openings for uh, Starbucks and Bluestone. Uh, <laughs> uh, I work at a Pete's Coffee, guys. Uh, surprise! Um, I work at a Pete's in uh, downtown San Francisco. Um, interesting place to work. Half the time, I'm at the cash register or brewing another batch of coffee, and... Half the time, I'm reminding the local crackheads to stop jerking off in front of customers. Not as funny as in my head. Uh, uh, I just got to say, after I graduated working full-time, I am uh, slowly becoming a horrible person. I used to love giving good advice to people, but the last time I did that to my uh, coworker, I told him, hey, You should start looking for the good in people. And he replied to me, hey, you should become taller. That was Colin. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, yeah. um, It's also uh, happening throughout my uh, customer interactions with people. Um, You know, uh, yesterday I was ringing someone up, and I asked him what he wanted, and he told me, anything. I really wanted to murder him right then and there. Like, what do you mean anything? There's like 50 items on the menu. Like, what kind of stupid ass response is this? You had a whole, you could have just waited 
outside the line and looked at the menu, and and that that's the best thing you came up with. Fuck this guy. Anyways, I got fired. <laughs> okay, working on that transition. <laughs> okay, what else do I got here? Uh Oh, uh let's see. Uh I think the hardest part about it being a creative writing major is uh telling people who my favorite author is when they ask me cuz I don't really read. If you ask uh, other people in my major, they'll tell you something like Ernest Hemingway or Kurt Vonnegut. If you ask me, I'll say something like Curtis Jackson. And if you guys didn't know, that is 50 Cent as a rapper. <laughs> all right. All right. That's all my time, everybody. That's all the new stuff I came up with. Yay, Jared Senna. I love this new low energy, Jared Senna. Thank I you. love this quietly angry stewing. And what's with the? I've never seen your like hot tattoo. Look oh, at your this, arm. What is that? Yeah, this is a jester, the clown. It's, it's a skeleton clown. It's fantastic. I can't believe I've never noticed that. Yeah. Blue sewed after. Blue stone. I don't know what that is after Starbucks. I thought that was very funny. Yeah, it's actually a, it's actually a coffee uh, chain. Oh, okay. Oh, it's blue bottle. Blue oh, bottle. Shit. Okay, I know what blue bottle is. The other one in this town, four barrel, is really expensive. And down the street, there's sight glass. Those are like just names. And you can always, depending on where you are, in what neighborhood you're performing, you can say they're hoity-toity coffee place because everybody knows that. But um, I, th I wanted to know more about your creative writing skills and how they attune to being a barista. Like, you're really good at foam art because you can write messages I don't know, with foam or something or, and then with the jerk off stuff, I was like, you could save it for foam. No, I don't know where my head was going. I'm sorry. I'm being gross. Yeah. And I really love that you said you were working on the transition. That's fucking great. That's, that's so yeah. smart that, that you didn't want to do the, we know the joke, but you're just working on the transition. That's, that's great. Yeah. And then Bukowski is probably the, just, if any, if a girl ever asks you say Bukowski, cause it means you're a dirty, gross person and it's awesome. <laughs> it's very yeah. I'll so, um, but Bukowski is the author that you should mention because he was an underdog. Anyway, those are my notes. Okay. Uh, it looks like Charlie has something to say. You said like your creative writing degree isn't helpful. There's always the joke about how like Starbucks people screw up people's names on the cups. Something about that. Be like, I couldn't oh. spell Samantha. I spelled Samantha with a P. Something. I don't know. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, there's easy jokes right there, I think. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Hello, Mr. King. What's up, Jared? Um, I, I was going to say, Pam touched on this, but the, the low energy was really interesting. And I think it clued me into something that's maybe more global. Like, um, just like being careful where you're being aggressive with your words and your enunciation and like saving those things for your punchlines and maybe yeah. like the moments when you're ranting. So that was one. And then the second, I think more of a global thing was like thinking about how you're encasing your like what you're getting at in your punchline within your setup so like with like the two examples of like the the jerking off in like like telling homeless people not to jerk off like if, if you like encased it in something that was a little more cloudy and then you like explained it through the punchline 
I think that would help a lot because I think that there's like two kinds of punch punchlines. There's like the one that's a surprise, and there's a one that's a resolution to something that's a little bit more cloudy. So th- those are like the two like global things that I thought of. Okay. All right. Yeah, I just I think if you have a story, I think sometimes you're working off of a story or an outrageous thing that you're that you've introduced, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and then that you have to find some kind of twist though, or something surprising after that. I think it would help just to kind of, and 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 use more specific examples to do that maybe. Like so, the guy at Pete's was that at Pete's that he asked anything? He said, <laughs> "Yes, that's it's funny. That's funny that." Like you have some opportunity there to write a punchline for that that's more like specific. It's like, oh, anything. Okay. Like that pissed me off. So I was like, oh, anything? Yesterday's hard-boiled egg and uh, fucking whatever. Something terrible, you know? Or Two something. girls, one cup. Yeah. Or yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you could cup. hold, yeah. So I just peed in this and whatever. You know, just anything that you do would be good for that, I think. But I think more specific things. Instead yeah. of being like, I was upset, I was like, just like show what you did instead of saying it. Yeah. Like, So I brought him a gallon of coffee whatever yeah right that, that was the punchline i had right yeah yeah so anyway thanks dan hi lauren um i was thinking that um tie it into your creative writing major what for what um dan just said about um if what he wants anything and you say well i have this screenplay that i've been working on <laughs> that's really good there it is you, you turned it all the way around <laughs> take it out of the coffee shop be like yeah, i have a banana <laughs> uh, all right cle- uh clap your hands together everybody for jared senna yay and i see you amy i've got you on the wait list uh, your next comedian, we're not giving him comments, but if you have a burning thing to say to him after, the microphone's there. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Dan Lewis. Yay! Hello, everybody. We're good, we're good. How's it going, guys? Good? All right, cool. I, uh, so I do not have a dad bod, uh, at least uh, not that I know about, right, guys? Anyway. I think the term dad bod is offensive. Uh, not for me. I think it's offensive to women. Right? Because uh, the implication there is that your body changed as a result of something that you had absolutely nothing to do with, like from the moment of conception. Right? Even at the day the baby is born, they're like, you had nine months to lose that weight, dude. Anyway. Uh, let me think here. I'm trying out the nicotine patch. You guys know about this thing? We're in the nicotine patch right now. Uh, I'm not trying to quit smoking. I'm trying to start. And I just feel like it's, uh, I don't want to start cold turkey, you know? Um, I don't like to commit to things. <laughs> My mom was recently uh, bragging about, you know, quitting smoking. She, 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 she said to me, she goes, uh, I smoked for 50 straight years and just quit. I'm like, wait a minute. You smoked for 50 straight years? Did that mean you smoked when you were pregnant with me? And this is exactly what she did. She went, I cut down. Like you had any idea? I, I'm, I, I could be five foot eleven right now and of average intelligence. She's like, nah, it's not that much of an effect. I only did, I only was out. I only smoked when I was out drinking with friends. She said. Thank you. Ah, uh, a lot of people won't move into a house if they feel like it's haunted. You know, they're they're afraid of that. They're like, oh, I don't like this. 
idea that there's a ghost in this house. But these same people will live with a cat. I mean, ghosts don't actually do anything. If you just reverse what a cat and a ghost does, you see how ridiculous this is. Like, oh, here's the house. It does come with a cat. You'll hardly notice it. It'll move a book. It'll make a little bit of noise at night. But it does have a ghost that will tear up your couch and vomit on your bed. You'd be like, I am not moving into this place. Cool. Uh, recently, I was uh, talking to a friend of mine, and uh, we were hanging out behind his house. And he was like, yeah, man, uh, sorry about the mess behind the apartment building. Uh, a man experiencing homelessness has been staying back here. That's how he said it. He said, a man experiencing homelessness. Like, dude, just say homeless, okay? No one said he has to stay homeless forever. I don't know. He's, it's like, it, wait, where the fuck is that joke supposed to go after that? I lost it. Oh, yeah, anyway. Yeah, just say homeless because, like, look, no one said he has to be homeless forever and, like, fuck, what the, where the fuck is that spo- joke supposed to go? What's the matter with me? I can't remember it, guys. Let me think for a second. Homeless guy. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> He said, he said, um, experiencing homelessness. And he goes, yeah, he's going to have to stay homeless forever. And it's like, I, don't, I wish there was a word for when people do that. Like, they want to just use a different word instead of actually help anybody, you know? Uh, I, but I don't know if there's a word for that, is there? Uh, but let's go with um, demonstrating full of shitness. How about that? That would have worked a lot better about a minute ago, maybe. Anyway. Also... S- Thank you. Also, saying he's experiencing homelessness is a little bit of a misnomer, you know, because if, you know, I've talked to the guy that lives behind his building before, and uh, what he's experiencing is the French Revolution. So, thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yay, Dan Lewis. I know we're not, like, giving comments, but I like it better when you used to say, um, I cut back. You said today, I cut down. For your mom, I yeah. just preference. I like it better when you say I cut back. I don't know. Uh, but now I remember your full of shitness joke. You haven't done that for months, which is why I wouldn't remember it. Okay. Uh, hey, everybody. Dan Guan isn't here yet. So we're going to fill in with one of our wait lists. Um, so Jason King and Amy Stringer, you guys want to Rosham to see who goes up? You don't want to go up next? Amy, you want to go up? All right, put your hands together, everybody, for Amy Stringer. Hello. Hi. Um, does uh, anyone else not really, not sure if they believe in recycling? Like, I just, I don't know. It, it doesn't make sense. I mean, like so much of it. I don't know if they can use all of it. Um, and, you know, I, I feel like I started to really lose faith in recycling when I saw those garbage cans on the street. Um, you know, those like metal garbage cans, there's like, they're like dark green and they have like a, they're like wires and the bottom level is just a normal trash can. And the top level has these like holes in them that you could put bottles through and it's labeled recycling, but then it's just goes straight into the trash can. (laughs) It's like, what? I don't know what what the point of that is. Um, But did you know that when you put something through that hole, it just drops straight into an endangered turtle's mouth? I just, I'm just starting to lose faith in it. I don't know. Um, I do try to be a good person, though. Um, Sometimes I I am like, oh, I I feel, you know, really lucky. And I want to give back. I want to, I want to volunteer. And so I'll go to a website, like a volunteering website, and uh, 
and I did this the other the other day, and uh, they had they when I when I went to the website, up popped this form, this whole form you had to fill out, and it was just like a bunch of information, and I was just like, oh, never mind, and I closed the window, but I felt better for going to the website. <laughs> really boosted my sense of self worth. Um, <laughs> it's the thought that counts, right? Um, I I had a little gynec gynecological procedure last week. Um, thank you. I uh, I I had my my cervix frozen. Um, I know it was. Uh, I just wasn't using it, so I was like, get rid of it. Um, but yeah, it was going to the gynecologist. I think is a lot like going to the dentist. Like they put all these like metal tools in you, and then they try to talk to you. And I'm like, I'm busy. <laughs> Um, but no, they were nice. They put on a movie for me. It was called Frozen. Uh, it was actually, it was actually a camera. They showed me my cervix. Yeah, I got to see the whole thing. Uh, did you know that the cervix looks exactly like a lychee fruit? It's, it's beautiful, actually. Um, like a peeled one. <laughs> um, glistening and soft. <laughs> And then after they froze it, it looked exactly like Elsa's palace. <laughs> I am currently thawing. Um, what else? Oh, I was thinking about um, the Bible, and I was thinking about like Adam and Eve. And I, I was thinking like, you know, the story that Ad Eve was born from one of Adam's ribs. Thank you. Is like a like the probably the first historical record of gaslighting. Yeah. They were like, yeah, yeah, Eve, you were born from Adam's ribs. Now you do all the work. Um, all right, I guess that's it. Thank you. Ooh, original gaslighting. That's so funny. They didn't have gas back then. They were fine. That's where fire came from. I don't know. That was very funny. Everybody, Amy Stringer, yay! Um, sweet. Um, hey, your next comedian, Dan Guan, still not here, right? Right? Okay. Lucas Larson, not here. Okay. Uh, but you know who is? Kyle Morrissey. Put your hands together, everybody, for Kyle Morrissey. Yay! Happy Pride Month. Um, you know, no matter much of an ally you are you're just you're just never gonna sound progressive if you have a boston accent <laughs> it's never you know i swear to god bro the proudest moment i ever had as a father was when my son came out as a fucking queer <laughs> um i noticed uh on on so when you apply to some jobs these days They'll ask you for your pronouns during the application, which I know they they say they're you know they want you to think they're being polite, but I don't, I don't know because I, I I wouldn't know how to answer that question if a boss asked me what my pronouns are, just because I I never refer to myself in the third person. Uh, that uh, like I, excuse me like if you refer if you're talking directly to me, I don't think you'll ever need to use a pronoun. Um, so it sounds like you want to know how to talk about me. 
to other people. I guess. It sounds like you want to know how to talk shit without being rude. Um, I was with Kyle in the break room the other day, and he... Uh, well, it's actually she now. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. Um, she is just the worst. <laughs> You're talking about male gynecologist. You're talking about male gynecologist? You're talking about a couple things I want to talk about. Um, oh, yeah. I don't believe in recycling either. Uh, I'll be completely honest. Have you ever, like, seen a view so beautiful? Like, have you ever been watching, like, the sunset at the beach, and it's just so magical? Like, the only thing you can think is, like, there's no way climate change is real. <laughs> this is amazing. How could this still be happening? Um, my, dude, how are male gynecologists legal? Uh, <laughs> that... Dude, just some 65-year-old dude who's like, I can't believe I got away with this as a career. <laughs> like, That would be, I mean, it, like, man, this is, this is a lot easier to do when it's not completely silent. Uh, holy shit. <laughs> Male gynecologist. I mean, what kind of pervert? <laughs> it's like... Because you know for every one successful male gynecologist, there had to just be like 10 other dudes who were, I, who probably were just like drunk in college and were like, dude, did you, do you realize we can literally major in pussy? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, <laughs> and then as punishment, the admissions department was like, okay, you're pre-med now. <laughs> like, good luck. Lesson one, find the clitoris. <laughs> you can't. You know, wash the fuck out. How can you save them if you can't even please them? I was, uh, I was in a public, I was on the toilet in a public restroom recently, and they, uh, they had one of those signs that said, "Our plumbing is sensitive. Please only flush toilet paper." I was like, "Damn! Now I really regret eating all those tampons." I, uh, you know, I never try to make a connection with the audience when I do this. I really should try to get better at doing that. Um, you're laughing. What's your name? Cooper? I'm unemployed right now. Um, and, uh, I called Kaiser and they're like, all right, your health coverage lasts till the end of the month. So you only have like three weeks left or whatever, two weeks left, one week left. Like, damn guys, you know, this, uh, doesn't feel very permanent of you. <laughs> doesn't feel like a very Kaiser permanent moment. This is more like Kaiser abandoned me in my time of need. Now how am I gonna get my well butrin? <laughs> All right, see you later. Kyle Morrissey, everyone. All right. Uh, we're going to back up on the list a little bit. Hey, Dan, you ready? Everybody put your hands together for Dan Guan. Yay! Hey, keep it going for your host, Pam, everybody. Oh, thanks for waiting for me. I was uh, having a little too much fun at the Dubs party, but, uh, you know, I, I feel like I, I live here in San Francisco now. Like, one time, actually, when I, when I was at the parade, and this one guy street shouted at me, hey, fuck you, Boston guy. Which is so crazy, because that felt me, made me feel like I was right back at home in Boston. I was like, I felt so right at home here after someone shouted at me, fuck you, basically. Um, yeah. Uh, Kyle was talking about Boston accents, and uh, I think that's, like, pretty funny, only because, like, you know, I think that Boston people get, like, a bad rep sometimes, you know? Like, I think most people just label Boston people as being racist or, like, ignorant. I, I just think they just don't really know any better, personally. 
like one time like i was in my dad's kitchen and we were having a remodel by some like contractor dude we hired and he's like a very typical boston guy and he always he started with and he just started talking to me and was saying like oh dude your dad i fucking love your dad man i fucking love your dad i love working with chinese people indian people i can't work with them but i fucking love your dad which is like kind of crazy because it's kind of like how are you going to be like a racist and an ally at the same time right you know, like that's like, like that's like pretty wild. But I just don't really think they know any better, uh, personally. Um, I also think it's like really funny in Boston how like we have the most schools and probably like the most brain power in this country. I would argue probably like the most brain power in this country. We have Harvard, MIT, but we also get labeled as like people who like don't really sound like we know any better, which is like kind of crazy. Because like one time I was having just one conversation with a guy with like a very thick Boston accent, but he came out of MIT. And all he ever started saying was, and we were having this debate about, like, the evolution of man. All he ever started saying was, wait, so you're fucking telling me that you don't believe that we started as, like, as like working from, like, great gorillas and apes. And then we evolved into human beings with the, with the greater conscience of man. What are you, fucking retarded? Like I, like, I just, like, don't, like, I just think that it's, like, the biggest, like, weird uh, complex of people to be shown uh, in Boston. Uh, all right. New jokes that I'm like writing right now. Uh, so uh, I was born in 1996, guys. Like any, and which means I'm on a cusp of being a Gen Z or millennial. Millennials make some noise. Cool. Uh, any Gen Z people in the room? All right. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. No. Fuck yeah. I mean, like, I think it's just like crazy how like in so being born in 1996, I realized that it puts me in the cusp of being Gen Z or millennial, and I've never really known which I identify more. Like, I'll have like TikTok moments while also at the same time asking for for hot water. And I don't know. I think I realized that I'm definitely a millennial just because like you ever had that moment where you're talking to someone who's like younger to you and they're just like saying and they recognize a song that you like as well, but they label it as a TikTok song, you know? Like, I just think that's like kind of crazy because if you ask someone one of their favorite songs, it's like, I don't remember the song, but I don't remember be doing a dance to Nelly. You know, I just like that just doesn't really make any sense personally. Uh, I, I'm getting older, uh, which means that I'm kind of trying to be more independent sometimes, you know? Uh, and, uh, one of the things about being independent is that I'm trying to really live my life to my own standards as opposed to like other people's advice. My dad still gives me like a lot of old person advice. And especially when it comes to dating, like one time I had a conversation with my dad about dating cause he thinks that I need to go out more. And one of the things he says is like, ah, son, I think you need to avoid Chinese women actually. Which I'm like, okay, why, dad, basically? And then he goes, because all Chinese women want to do is get, get your green card. What's worse is that he they followed up by saying, I think you should go after Jewish women. And I'm like, okay, why, dad? Because cause at least with Jewish women, we can have a dinner over Christmas together. Like, that's just like, you know, that's just something that, like, I think that he, he says in, 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 in retrospect, I can tell loyalty is important, and that's why Jewish girls are the most loyal people to Chinese food. Uh, no, they're just like your loyal customers, dad. Like, and now he still thinks that Christmas is still a Jewish holiday. That's how he, that's how he thinks about it uh, all the time. Um, I'll end on this. Uh, I'll end this. I am getting older, and one of the ways that I'm trying to get older and be independent is I'm going to hop off my my family's phone plan. Yeah, because one thing I realized is that uh, one time I was texting this girl from Bumble, and we things were getting a little hot. So she said, "Hey, I want you to dirty talk me," and I said, "Sure." So she gave me a phone, her phone number, and I gave her a call. And the only message I got out of it was, "Who the fuck is Annie?" And as it turns out, did you know that if you're still on your family's phone plan, that your mom's name comes up on caller ID? Y'all have been cockblocked by caller ID? So there was no second date after that, mostly because uh, now she's into my mom. So that's how how weird it gets to be. All right, I've been Dan Guan. Y'all be good. Thanks so much, guys. I got the golden Dan Guan. His mom is hot. I don't know. That's true. That's fun. Yay.
All right. I'm super excited for your next comedian. She killed it yesterday in front of a ton of people in the sunshine, and it was lovely and wonderful. And I'm so glad I got pictures uh, so that we can remember and point to it and be like, this happened. It was true. Put your hands together, everybody, for Lauren Kraut. Yay. Thank you, Pam. It was hella fun. Some new jokes here. You ever think about taste buds? You ever give it some real thought? I mean, like not just cursory, but cursory? Cursory. But thinking about what they are and how they work. And I was spending some time, uh, and I don't know, I might have, may or may not have been stoned. And I was thinking about taste buds. Um, they send messages to the brain. And they said, sweet is coming. Come on, here comes sweet. Look out. And then the next message is, it's chocolate. And the receiving end of the brain goes, wow, I love chocolate. And then does a little happy dance. All right, I'm working on that. That's something. I don't know what the hell. Um, can we just, just stop shooting people, please? Stop shooting and killing people. Stop hating. Can we just take a moment to realize that it doesn't hurt me if my neighbor is black and I'm white? If he's Muslim and I'm Jewish? If he's Republican and I'm not an idiot? It doesn't hurt me and it doesn't hurt you guys. Wait. I fucked that joke up. All right. Stop shooting people anyway. That's the message. Stop shooting people. All right. Um, why does my phone offer three um, words for me to make a message with? And it's always the same. Okay, Mary, and O. Oh. Sometimes it's in capitals, so it's like the start of the sentence. I want to say okay, blah, blah, blah. But Mary? I mean, how often do you say Merry Christmas? Once a year. Why is it telling me this in June? Do you want to like Mary and O? Why? Who starts a sentence with O? Unless you're just like, oh, Merry Christmas, okay? <laughs> Fucking phone. All right. You do weird shit when you live alone. You talk to yourself, right? Hey, Lauren, enough with the pretzels already. I stand and eat all my meals at the counter in the kitchen. I own three perfectly good chairs and a couch, but two of the chairs are filled with crap. And during the day, the couch belongs to the cat. Please move over, please. Okay, fine, have it your way. And I go to this tiny spot in my hallway, the only place in my apartment that's not visible to the neighbors, to smoke pot. Can they see me? I'm not sure if the paranoia I experience is from the weed or the fact that my mother frequently criticized my weight in many bad life decisions. Oh, Lauren, not again. You do not walk around naked, as some might believe. No, you grew up in a time of wonder bread and body shame. You do, cannot stand to see yourself without any clothes. Even showers are painful. But you're not above mooning the cat now and again. All right. That's, thank you. Thank you. Uh, I would not have picked this face and this scrawny frame to represent my lofty ideals. This is not what I had in mind when I said adorable, fun-sized lesbian. No, this is something more between a scared bird and a day-old french fry. Don't I look like Woodstock in the Peanuts comic strip? With the hair and the big nose? 
if Woodstock were an old dyke with an eating disorder and poor social skills? All right, that's my time. Thanks very much. I'm Lauren Kraut. Give it up for Pam. Yay, Lauren Kraut. Yay. Hooray. Okay, so Kelly Evans isn't here. So, Cooper, you expressed um, desire to go next. Would you like to do that? Put your hands together. He has a show on the 25th here at the station. It's at 8 o'clock. It's going to be amazing. Um, It's called Can I Take That? And it's on Eventbrite. You should check it out. And I put it in the newsletter for today anyway. Dead. Put your hands together, everybody, for Cooper Kim. Hey. Hello. Hey. Um, I don't get why people were um, afraid of pirates. Not the Somalians. Those guys are scary. Uh, I mean, like the guys with the hooks and the cannonballs, those pirates. They are going to be afraid of the dude with scurvy, you know. The dudes whose life depends on an apple who can't keep the doctors away. Like, how are you going to be afraid of Captain Hook when he can't tie his own shoes? You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to get you, and then he jumps in Crocs. Uh, listen, all right. Osama bin Laden, that's a scary person, right? Osama bin Laden with a parrot, that's funny. Death to America. Death to America. You know, like, it's funny. Um, <laughs> I'm afraid of spiders. I, I am afraid of spiders, though. Whenever I, uh, I mention that, people like to tell me otherwise for whatever reason. But like Cooper, like, no, spiders are our friends. I'm like, spiders aren't our friends. Like, you hang out with your friends. You've never hung out with a spider. No one's ever been like, yo, what a dope weekend. Me and the arachnids went out to the club. We chilled in the corner and browsed the web. Um, such a stupid joke. So dumb. Uh, they're like, Cooper, spiders are probably more afraid of you than you are of them. If that's the case, I, why have I never heard a spider scream? They have mouths, right? Not even like a little one, not even a ah. Like I've never heard a spider make a sound. I hate spiders is what I'm trying to say. Like I don't even know if I'm arachnophobic. If I'm being honest, like I'm arachno-racist. Like I hate spiders. Every time I see a spider, I'm like, get out of this neighborhood. No, you can't drive. They can't drive. Spiders can't drive. <laughs> um, What the fuck do I want to talk about? Let's see. Uh, I've been trying to... Up my sex life recently. I've been implementing more dirty talk in my sex life. Uh, I've been doing this one a lot. I've been going, uh, damn. No, nah, I haven't been saying that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I do. I've been trying to have my sex life. I do like uh, dirty talk, but my main issue is, is I finish pretty quick. So the duration of my talk is not super long, you know. Like, I'm more of a dirty haiku. I'm a 575. Like, oh shit, I just came, you know. I'm. I'm a poet in the pussy. <laughs> oh, fuck, yeah, something, something. I don't know. <laughs> Seven. Um, I was talking to my friends about how not to finish quicker. But I don't know why I do that. All my friends, we're all the same age. Like, we're all just re- recycling the same shit. My friends were like, you got to you gotta distract yourself. You got to think about something else to not come. One of my friends told me that uh, he thinks about chess moves to not come as quick. He's in an interracial relationship, so uh, whenever he thinks about that chess, he is black. Um. <laughs> I think that is crazy. He thinks about chess moves during sex. This guy's just in pussy, staring at the ceiling like Queen's Gambit, trying not to bust. But the concentration of like Magnus Carlson, just F3. What are you doing? She's like, is this good? He's like, check. Um, what else? Uh, I have digestive issues. I, there's no transition for that. I have digestive. I poop a lot. I'm a nervous pooper. That's what my Myers-Briggs test classified me as. Yeah, just a uh, nervous poop. It is it is 
a pretty big issue in my life. Uh, I'm always late. Like, all trips that we go on, it's always some sort of issue. I'm like, oh, I have to go. And it's like, my family's like, we're just about to leave. I'm like, no, no, no. I, I have to go. Um, wordplay, wordplay, wordplay. My dad talked to the doctor about it because uh, it's an issue. And he was like, uh, Cooper, you know, that might be a sense, a form of anxiety. Um, but, you know, you might also have depression. A symptom of depression is an upset stomach, which I, I never knew that, you know. I've never been mid-shit before. I've been like, what's the point? You know, don't even wipe. Also, how sad does your body have to be to be like, I'm not going to hold on to anything? Will to live, lunch, I'm dropping both. Okay, you guys have been great. Give it up for Pam, our host. Cooper Kim, everyone. Uh, please come to Mutiny Radio on Saturday the 25th at 8 o'clock for the show. It's going to be a lot of fun. Your next comedian, uh, she is up on Hates Debates all the time. Clap your hands in a wild slappy like motion for Tracy Wynn. Yay! Getting into BDSM. Getting into BDSM with the uh, help of my yoga instructor. Uh, I'm in Happy Baby with my butt against the wall. She's standing on my inner thighs giving me the deepest groin stretch of my life. That's the kind of BDSM I'm into. Um, I just love the aftercare, okay? I love the aftercare, I love the before care. Um, I like that, you know, I can pay her and then go home. Um, Hermes and Aphrodite spawned hermaphrodites. Happy Pride. Happy Pride. Um, I think everybody is basically queer now. I don't feel like it means anything anymore. I mean, listen, situationally, situationally, people want to feel desired. So if someone thinks you're cute, and you know you're not used to seeing that kind of equipment like yo just read a manual i guess um i do like that the queer community has really pushed for asking for what you want in the bedroom i think um take for example my friend he got propositioned by a guy on Grinder to lick his feet. And my friend's not really into foot stuff, so he just charged the guy $100 an hour. And then it was done. And somebody got their needs met one way or another, fiscally speaking. Anyway, um, yeah, I'm... <laughs> Everybody knows the ma the patriarchy is morphing into the matriarchy, right? Am I right? I don't know. I mean, anybody can get French tips these days. You know? They don't need to be wearing, like, a feather boa. They don't need to coordinate. Just go out and get some French tips. You're done. I'm making fun of you. Um, okay. 
Um, what else do I want to talk about? Um, have you ever seen a turtle with its shell off? It's just a fat frog. It's literally just a fat frog. Um, armor, armor. What, it, what are we covering up with armor? Insulation. Okay. That was a biology lesson. You're welcome. Um, I, I just celebrated Father's Day yesterday. I went to the Castro, went to Daddy's Barber Shop, went to Moby Dick's, just celebrated Father's. Um, got my nails did. Uh, thought about God for a little bit. Um, I think that's all I have, yo. Thank you so much. <laughs> Tracy win everyone <laughs> thinking about God so we don't have to that's lovely uh, all right your next comedian uh he has a fun hat on I don't know if he knows he's next put your hands together everybody for Dorian Trung yay Yo, too many songs weak rounds is mad long make it brief son half short and twice strong I uh hate going out to eat with my parents uh, because my mom is incapable of asking a waiter for something in a nice manner. I mean, it's almost like if she's playing a a game by herself to see if the waiter will spit in our food. Uh, I just went on, I went I went on dinner with with my family uh, for Father's Day, and you know we we eat family style, and uh, they forgot to give us plates and our utensils. And uh, you know, usually a normal person would be like, oh, "Excuse me, Miss or Sir, can I get some plates?" Not my mom. She looked at the waiter and she was like, you don't have plates here? Oh my God, the waiter was so apologetic. She was like, oh, I'm so sorry, just really busy here today, ma'am. And mom's like, oh, I just thought you guys didn't have plates and utensils here, like a regular restaurant. You know what I mean? Like we, we were missing a chair in our party and my mom's like, you don't have chairs here? I What is this? Uh, I thought this, is this one of those uh, standing restaurants where we, uh, Eat with their hands right off the table like fucking animals. No, I'm surprised mom hasn't gotten COVID yet by all this hate she's spewing. Uh, so right after that, I had a period sex. Uh, she was a slave, and uh, I was a soldier in the Civil War. I said, uh, ma'am, you're free in about 10 minutes. But right now, I'm just kidding. <laughs> It's okay, right? It's still okay to have like a, a slave fantasy in bed, right? I mean, she was white and uh, I was black, so that should be fine. Role reversal. It's funny because some people don't think uh, certain role plays are okay. They're like, oh, that's too vile. And I'm like, you need to worry about people that have like fantasies of regular sex, you know what I mean? Like, you should be worried about the guy that's, you know, in bed and he's like, mm, pretend you like this. <laughs> that's the person you need to worry about. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I don't like gentrification. Starting to think I'm getting scammed because the homeless are still around. And uh, I think people, people, I think it's always weird when people are like, "Yeah, we should get rid of drugs because drugs are the cause of homelessness." And I'm like, I think uh, you guys need to give drugs more of a chance because I think with enough drugs, it could be the solution to homelessness. You know I mean, I actually I love drugs. So don't get me wrong, I do love drugs. I think 
drugs make you happy it makes you feel good and i think everyone should just do drugs and then die because that's all you can ask for right what's what's the alternative you know getting a real job and uh getting upset at amber heard and johnny depp nah fuck that just do drugs it's fine it's good for you it's good for you i um i uh i've been gaining a lot of weight lately and uh all my friends are looking at me like they need an explanation. You know, I want, I want to tell them that I'm struggling with my weight, but I feel like I need to, I've tried to lose weight before I could say I struggled. You I mean, I never come face to face with a plate of nachos and be like, oh no, this is a bad idea. Not once. I feel like if you say you're struggling with your weight, there has to be like a witness, you know, somewhere that's like, seeing you at the restaurant and you're just like, no, 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 not in my mouth. So uh, Lauren was talking about school shooters earlier. I uh, I just recently read about the school shooting in Texas, and it's crazy. Uh, you know, the police refused to go in there and save the children, right? And then the parents are out there. They're like, if you're not going to do it, let us go in there. We'll save our own kids. And then uh, one of the parents actually did it. Like, some 80-pound woman just went in there. And then all the other parents were like, oh, fuck. Oh, shit. You know what I mean? I, I feel like some of these parents were, like, not looking forward to, like, seeing their kids that night. You know, they're like, oh, buddy, I would have done anything to go in there and save you, but those damn police. And, then, like, the kids are like, oh, you know, uh, Timmy's mom just came in and got him. It was so easy. And then she went and got his brother. Where were you, Dad? All right, that's my time. Thank you. Dorian Trump. Wow. We, you were. You took us on a ride. All right, your next comedian. It's his month, everybody. Clap your hands in a wild, slappy like motion for Brady Pearson. That's right, it's my month. I'm very excited. Happy Pride Month, everyone. Thank you so much. Proud to be here. I mean, um, I am so old now that I realized I am as old as Pride. 52 years old. Thank you. You're welcome. I know. I am so old that my, well, that my first dating apps were mortar and pestle. Um, I am so old that I have survived AIDS, syphilis, gonorrhea, um, even COVID, and now just in time for pride. Thank you, monkeypox. All I want to do is get laid. Is that, is that a bad thing, just to want to get laid? I don't think so. I mean, all I want to do is just, like, suck more cock in my life, right? And I don't feel like we should be obstructed with that. And all I want to do is, like, go out and suck some dick, but now I have to suddenly, like, not to worry about monkeypox on top of everything else. I mean, bad enough I wanted a relationship, but now I get another congenital disease. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's enough to discourage me, but probably not. Um, let's see what else is going on. Oh, um, is anyone excited about the whole new new um white supremacy thing going on? Is anyone excited about that? I mean, I know I am. I mean, and you know this whole thing with Roe v. Wade with Roe v. Wade. And are there any straight allies in the house tonight? Any straight allies? Okay. Thank you. Now, I know that there's this whole thing about pregnancy and getting girls pregnant and all that that you could 
happen, right? I just want you to know that as an ally to you during Pride Month or any other month subsequently, I or maybe other of my people will be happy to take those loads for you. It is a community service, and this is how we show each other allyship. Right, you did for me, and okay, that's that's cute. Okay, what else is going on? It's pride. It's it's incredible that now suddenly all of these agencies suddenly love me. You know, I mean, isn't it amazing? I mean, it's just like any other relationship. How they love you, they send you a card. It's called, it's covered in rainbows. And I'm very excited that we can celebrate Pride with something as distinctive and memorable as a Bud Light can. Labeled so you can have, oh my God, I bought this Bud Light can at, 2000, at 2020 Pride, 2022 Pride now, right? Although again, it's just like the queer community to leave the image of queer people in straight hands. But this is just um, a smaller critique on that part. And... um. One more thing before I go. It's, it's pride and does anybody, so are there any bottoms in the house tonight? Any bottoms? Okay, this is, this is, this is for bottom pride. Bottom pride. <clears throat> Your son will come out tomorrow. Better be a bottom and he'll swallow. Oh my, come. He'll be gay, and he won't be lonely. I'll jizz on his chin. He'll grin and say, Tomorrow, tomorrow, it's pride. Tomorrow, it's only a gay away. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Brady Pearson. Yay, yay, yay for Brady, the gay, yay, 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 yay. Yay. That's lovely. All right, your next comedian murdered it last night at the punchline. Just like slayed like a motherfucker. It was just like everything was just landing and you were just, everyone just loved you and they were just eating. They're like, yum, 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 yum. Everybody love him up right now. It's Jason King. Yay. Yeah, give it up for yourselves, everybody. Hell yeah. I like during that last set, you're like, who's an ally here? And everyone's like, <laughs> Am I, dude? I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, a little bit about me. My last name is King, um, which is not an uncommon name. But I feel like oftentimes when people meet me, they're like, any relation to Martin Luther? Uh, which is ridiculous, right? Like, you wouldn't, you wouldn't go up to every Lee and be like, any relation to Bruce? <laughs> you know? All right, I thought that was funny. Well, we tried. Trying to find a new opener. Got to have a new one for next time. All right, um... Let's see. It's funny that Brady just went on. I feel like gay guys can't get canceled for what they say. Because <laughs> I feel like gay guys be saying like wild shit. Like I was at I was at the office the other day and I saw like a like a gay employee go up to a female executive and he was like, "Sup, bitch." I was like, "What?" <laughs> I was like, "What's happening?" And she's like, "Nothing. Just getting some coffee." And she like sprinkles like some whipped cream in her coffee and he's like love the coffee you fucking slut i was like you know what is happening right now and then she walks away and he like smacked her on the ass and i, and I was like nigga what and then they called me into the office so. <laughs> uh, i feel like a lot of people who are against gun regulation um are just hobbyists who just want to like shoot beer cans you know 
Uh, and that kind of makes me mad. But then I realize, like, if I had to give up one of my favorite hobbies to, like, save the life of a complete stranger, I'd probably have a hard time, too. Right? Like, if someone was like, hey, we got to get rid of these, like, hip-hop concerts. These mosh pits are killing people. I'd be like, are the concerts killing people or are all the people killing people? <laughs> <You know? laughs> that was a, man, that was clever. I thought it was clever. Um, <laughs> but... Yeah, I, you know, I think we're all hypocrites because like during the heat of COVID, right, like they were like, uh, stay inside, only stay around your family. You're sacrificing lives. And then all of us were like, but we want to fuck, <laughs> you know. All right. Cool. Doesn't work either. Keep going. I, um, I think I'm, I'm realizing that I'm at the age um, where I still want to play on the swings. But I am. I really shouldn't be at the playground. <laughs> <laughs> like I was at the playground today and I was like like I didn't know what to do so I just sat around the park <laughs> and I just like <laughs> like longed to be on the swings and I was like maybe it's way worse for me to be licking my lips while staring at kids <laughs> and so I decided I decided all right let me get on these swings and I thought it would be therapeutic but it was really uncomfortable because I was on the swings just doing a lot of you know looking at the ground and then seeing upset parents and then <laughs> feeling ashamed and then seeing them call the police and then thinking this might be a good joke and then seeing that parents would never appreciate this. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I actually tried, I tried, like I shared the joke with this like older guy in the park and uh, he thought it was triggering. Yeah, and I think it's because he's a pedophile. Um, <laughs> that or he really likes swings. <laughs> um, let's see. I uh, I hate the fact that gas prices are high, but I do like the fact that now you know when someone is DTF, right? Like I was I was messaging this girl on Tinder, and she was like, "How close do you live?" I was like, "45 minutes away," and she's like, "I'm on my way," and I was like, "That is a lot of gas money to spend to not want some D." <laughs> um, uh, and so she comes she comes over, and then we just like cuddle the whole time, and then I like look out into my driveway, and there's a fucking Tesla. And so now I hate electric cars. Um, and so <laughs> now my Tinder bio says, looking for women who are kind, gentle, and hate the environment. Um, let's see. Uh, all right, more of these need to work next time, Jason. Uh, <laughs> I, I feel like maybe a lot of us have felt this way, but I feel like whenever I'm in a relationship. Did you, did you give me the horn? All right, okay. Well, I guess I'm done. I'm going to. Okay, I feel like whenever I'm in a relationship, I get asked a lot of conditional questions, you know, like, uh, you know, would you love me if I'm fat? Would you love me if I was a worm? You know, like, all these, like, random things. And my answer is always yes, right? But it would definitely lower my tolerance for how much of your bullshit I'm accepting, <laughs> right? Like, one time a girl asked me, it looks like, would you love me if I was 500 pounds? And I'm like, yeah, but you're on thin ice, which is a bad place to be when you weigh 500 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> right it's it, it, so you know like if, if like my the hot version of my girlfriend is yelling at me i'm like okay whatever but if the if i'm getting yelled at by a linebacker <laughs> and she thinks that i'm still gonna be in this relationship that's bullshit <laughs> all right all right guys by time thank you very much peace out G-A-Z King. um would you love me if a bird came and ripped the roof off this place and then flew in a giant bird and took me out <laughs> I know girls are insane. 
All right. Uh, your next comedian, Johnny, you've been so patient, and it's your turn. Put your hands together, everybody, for Johnny. Yay! How's it going? Uh, we have the same initials, JK, but I feel like your last name is way sicker, like King. You know, like, my last name looks like you say it like Nutsen. You know, like the word nut is in it. You know, it's just kind of brutal, like as a kid, you know, because I got all these nicknames. It was like, hey, DJ Nutsack. Hey, Nutter Butter, what's up, you know? I don't know. <laughs> um, you guys remember, like, a few years ago, there was, like, this dead whale on Baker Beach, you know? And they didn't know what to do with it. it you know, it's just funny because, like, we're in, like, the tech city of the world. We we got all these, like, great solutions for everything, you know, and some guy down at the city council was like, here's what we're going to do with the whale. We're going to dig a hole and shove the fucking whale into it, which is which is what they did. <laughs> uh, yeah, because, like, you can go look at, like, dead whales, you know? Like, that's that's that's, like, a social thing you can do. You know, but you can't, like, like ask your buddies, like, hey, you want to go look at, like, the dead dog in the park or something. That'd be, that'd be pretty weird. <laughs> a dead cockroach would also be pretty weird, you know? Like, you're telling me you know exactly where a single dead cockroach is in the city? Yeah, it's out there by the dead whale on the beach. <laughs> um, when my... My brother and I, you know, like my mom took us to the beach when we were kids. Like, I, I'm pretty sure she thought we were like autistic, you know, because we would just like dig, dig holes the whole time, you know. We'd be like, you guys want to like, like come read a book or something? We're like, no, we're good. You mind like bringing over some like lemonade or sandwiches? Like we're kind of breaking a sweat here, you know. <laughs> no, but I love my brother, man. He, uh. When it hit puberty, he he turned me on to religion, you know? Like, every every time I would get back from school, I would pray to God that he would be at soccer practice so I could get 20 minutes alone with the house computer. Stupid. <laughs> you guys ever see, like, uh, like, a really, really fat little kid, you know? You know, and you feel for him, you know? You just want to grab his hand, look into his eyes, be like, gonna get a lot worse before it gets better good 20 20 years but i'm rooting for you i seriously am <laughs> i saw a, a shirt the other day that said uh the only thing that i like more than reading is fucking and i thought what a fucking nerd <laughs> um i think it's fun when people say oh you know it's kind of like a midwestern thing you know, you like walk out out of an elevator. It's like, oh, excuse me. No, no, after you, you know. But you can't say ope, you know, if you're uh, like a brain surgeon performing brain surgery on an awake patient, you know. You know, it's like doing brain surgery. Oh. Oh, fuck. They saw their buddy got you in the wrong lobe. It's one thing. You, uh won't feel like yourself for uh forever all right that's all i got thanks everyone johnny and lobotomies yay all right just so everybody knows we're waiting 
on Denise Lee, Devontre Coleman, and Kelly Evans. So there still are a few comics left. Um, and Lucas, you just came, so you're a little bit late, but it's your turn now. Uh, put your hands together, everybody, for Lucas Larson. Thanks, Pam. Um, gonna try a few things. Um, recently went to my very first anime convention. Yeah. And have you ever been made fun of for wearing normal clothes? Like, um, I was walking the crowd, and someone walking towards me was shirtless, had two katanas on their back, and a, ma a pig mask on, and they just said, nope, kept walking, and I really wanted to reach back and grab one of those katanas and show them that neither of us can fight, and, uh... The friend who invited me to the anime convention is female, and she also wore normal clothes, but she had a much different reaction. <laughs> like the whole convention, she was just fending off people requesting photographs with her. And like, I don't know, like I guess we both interacted with the same animal that day. <laughs> okay, hell yeah. Started strong and totally died. Next joke. Um, I'm, uh, like, I'm in a long-distance relationship, and, like, before she, uh, shows up to visit, I always start cleaning up my room, and, like, making space for her, and, like, I don't know if that's false advertising. <laughs> like, is that setting me up for just, like, when, uh, we finally live together, she's just like, ah, uh, thought you were sort of clean, and I'm like, no, um, it's easy to be clean exactly two times a year. Oh, yeah. And, um, like, uh, so, growing up, I grew up with a bunch of helicopter parents, and looking back on it, like, my dad's an engineer, so, like, it's his job to try to fix things. And my mom's a elementary special education teacher, so her job is to just be a helicopter parent. Okay. Terrible. <laughs> Terrible. Um, Warren Buffett uh, recently auctioned off a lunch with him for like $17 million, for $17 million, you go to Omaha, Nebraska and have lunch with Warren Buffett. And the thing I was most impressed about is that he got people to pay to visit him in Omaha, Nebraska. Oh yeah. <laughs> and um, so I'm also a big WWE fan. Um, and people are like, that's not real. Everyone's just playing characters. But, like, I think we're all just playing characters in life. Okay, don't know if I'll keep that premise. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Uh, give it up for Pam. Lucas Larson, everyone. I'm playing the character of a 14-year-old girl. And that's why it looks like I'm crushing it at life. Your next comedian, she's here. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Denise Lee. Yay! 
Okay, great. Here we go. Um, so I grew up in Texas, and I had very judgy classmates. Uh, there was a group of classmates I had who'd always say things like, oh, it's a sin to have sex before marriage. And I get why they say this, right? Like teenagers who are very vocal against premarital sex are usually ugly, right? There was this one guy who was like, I'm not having sex before marriage. I'm saving myself. And I was like, for who? Okay, like, is God saying no to sex or is just everyone else saying no to you, you know? Like, teens who are vocal about having sex are usually the ones who weren't going to have it in the first place, right? Uh, there are a lot of uh, Asian stereotypes, like you're good at math or you're a doctor or you're a lawyer. My friends get upset. My Asian friends get upset, right? They're like, these stereotypes reduce us all to a series of assumptions and expectations. Like, don't you want to be seen for the individual person that you are? Like, honestly, no, okay, because I'm very lazy, like, this Asian immigrant vibe is the reason that I've been able to get away with not doing shit at work for two years, okay? My coworkers just think I'm very hardworking and stupid, you know, like I've already tapped out on my potential, so just kind of cruise on that. Uh, my friends in San Francisco are very culturally sensitive. I went to a Mexican restaurant with a friend, and she ordered her entire meal in Spanish. She was like, yeah, I'm just trying not to appropriate my whiteness and be more respectful of Mexican culture. And I was like, yeah, you're totally right. But we're at a Chipotle in Marin. <laughs> you're ordering from a blonde dude named Tanner. You know, like, honestly, speaking in Spanish is probably disrespectful to Tanner, okay? <laughs> Can barely speak English. It's like if I went to Panda Express and ordered in Chinese from Jose, you know, like uh, he'd probably throw orange chicken in my face. That's what we'd probably do. Um, honestly, those were like the three main ones I wanted to try. Let's see what else there is. Um, I, I had a drug problem in high school. I really struggled, uh, Finding people who would give them to me for free. That's too long of a sentence. That's fine. Uh, yeah, really struggled with uh, finding drugs for free. Yeah, like uh, the school weed dealer was in my calculus class. And once he came up to me before class started and he was like, Gayo, can I copy the answers to last night's homework? And I was like, oh, my God, this is my opportunity to capitalize on calculus. So I was like, well, I'll give you the answers if you give me some weed. And he was like, how much do you want? Now, this question threw me for a loop because I had not had experience quantifying marijuana. And for some reason, I thought getting weed was kind of like ordering sliced ham at the deli counter. So I was like, oh, I don't need much. Maybe just like two pounds or so. Does that seem reasonable? Like, does it come organic? I don't know. Uh, he laughed in my face. He was like, are you out of your mind? And I was like, no, that's why we're having this conversation. Um, okay, great. Okay, we're going to do, we're going to do, do, do an old one. See, see how that's been going. Um, so, uh, let's see. I, I have an office job and I don't have very many friends at work because I think I'm too offensive like, I got in trouble last week because with HR because I said the word guys in a meeting. Yeah, I said, hey, guys, when I walked in. Uh, and apparently, the word guys is offensive because it's gendered and exclusionary. So 
So now I have to be all gender neutral and inclusive now. Like whenever I go into meetings, I just say something like, what's up, buttholes? No, way more, way more inclusive. Okay, that's it. Thank you. Yay, and then yay. Okay, so Devontre's not here, but I'm going to do just one little premise and then we'll see if he shows up. Okay, here we go. Clap for me. Objects in motion tend to stay in motion. Objects at rest tend to stay. This is the worst thing about getting old is literally you get up and you're like, oh, Jesus, it's like I haven't stood in 45 minutes. What's wrong with me? This sucks. I hate getting old. Uh, I've never thought of myself as a really attractive person, but um, I realize that I must be because um, if you're ugly, they call it sexual harassment. So the other day, last weekend, there was a weird a thing that happened at... Um, I was I was hosting and I was I was a little drunk, but I think the other person was drunk too. But because I was a woman, I took grand offense to a guy bartender coming up to me and holding my shoulders and looking in my face and going, "Are you okay?" And I was like, "Ew, gross!" But that's because he's ugly and I'm not attracted to him in any way. And I've already fended off his offenses twice. I was like, "I don't want to make out with you, weird bartender." But like if. If a cute comedian walked up to me and held my shoulders and got up in my face and was like, are you okay? I'd be like so flattered. I'd be like, oh my God, like Lucas, if you came up to me and I was super wasted at the punchline, you're like, are you okay, Pam? I'd be like, I find Lucas, thank you. It's really sweet of you to check up on me because you're darling. And I mean, even you, you look like Dan Lewis's strange cousin from the metaverse. <laughs> it's like Dan Lewis's younger metaverse self i'd be fine denise lord any of you because we're we're, it was fine but this one guy i was so triggered i was like ah don't get off me gross guy i'm not used to people hitting on me maybe that's the thing i don't i don't know how to work with that um yeah i don't it's that's an old why can't californians have guns because we're always triggered i talked to my dad (laughs) i talked to my dad on the phone and um for Father's Day, and I realized once again how I have no idea how I came from this person. Uh, although words have power, as a child, he used to call me his little call me pinko liberal, which is weird to call a six year old, but still, it's like, words have power, dad, look at me now. He told me this weekend, he goes, You should, you live in that gross neighborhood, you should get a gun. And I'm like, I'm not gonna get a gun. He's like, I have a gun. I was like, You have a gun? He's a 78-year-old man. What does he need a 38 gun for? Here's the thing we were talking about the other day. He's a practically blind. He has bifocals. What could he possibly aim at? It's like the least safe thing that could ever happen. Is a 78-year-old man with a gun? Like, <laughs> like they're liable to shoot the dog. Like, what's going to happen? It's an intruder. Oh, Mitzi. Anyways, he was like, I think you should get a gun. He goes, are there conceal and carry laws in California? I'm like, I don't even want to. What, what road are we going down here? You live in the Tenderloin. It's really dangerous there. Me having a gun would make it even more dangerous. Right? And what if my cats learn to shoot? They have way better eyesight than me. Like, I can't, I can't see a goddamn thing either. Me having a gun would be stupid. It's like, this is what I just learned too, and it's terrible because now I can't see anymore, so I'm never going to be able to play again. But slosh ball which is softball with a keg on second base. Okay, so I was never good at hitting because I didn't understand. And they go, keep your eye on the ball, keep your eye on the ball. And I was like, I don't understand. But you actually have to watch the ball hit the bat. 
I'd always been closing my eyes and just hoping for the best. Like I never knew that there was like an actual skill. I was like, these ball players are amazing. They can really fucking, are they psychic? Like how do they know? You keep your eye on the ball. Now I under, I don't think Devontae's coming. Um, but thank you. These are, I just wanted to babble on about things that I don't, I won't, I won't ever talk about again about the incident at that place. It doesn't matter. Uh, and, and that sexual harassment, it's too, it's too, it's a cheap trope. It's already existed. It's hack. Is that the word we call it? Okay. It's, I'm being terrible keeping you here. Let's all go to, um, Blarney Stone. They have their, uh, signups at 8.30 and it starts at 9. Okay. You're all the best. Thank you for staying. Yay. Zig zag zig a leg leg bomb head spread like plague we drink in the sea by the check i got the golden egg plus the goose 80 poop absolute mix with cranberry fruit juice dancing boost i got your neck in the noose keep my money wrinkle the rap star twinkle killer instinct 16 ball nico sell more copies than kinko grow like a fetus with no hands and feet to complete us then we return like jesus with the whole world need us is it appetite for destruction slap a murder rap on this production i touch something trust nothing iron lung twisted metal i see him ducking my dark gun busting from every angle worldwide total carnage the sickest flow that be code name agent orange killing you slow it's only right you pay homage to those that's about to blow like that shit up your nose silence as a rock when i strike target herbal be screaming on you like a drill sergeant herbal's got me where i wanna be right now don't know the time check the hour on your sundown watch me shine jump off a cheap wine each line be on point when i speak mine on behalf of my crew Captain, your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. 
They've got live comedy to small business advice. LGBTQ friendly to sports. Vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> International banking, diplomatic cables, nuclear missile launch codes all rely on unbreakable encryption. What if these codes were no longer secure? That nightmare scenario seems to be a reality. A shadowy underworld syndicate is auctioning off access to the world's encrypted secrets. The only plausible explanation for this ability? Someone has achieved the holy grail of code-breaking quantum computing. Veteran CIA agent John Clooney must track down the perpetrators and retrieve this technology for the U.S. government, and it's personal, as the Enigma brokers have already cost the lives of his fellow agents, perhaps including his partner. John Wessex's The Enigma Brokers is the first book of the John Clooney thrillers. Get it on Amazon. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shit. From time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! $4.99. I was just leaving the theater. <laughs> 1969 gold Cadillac with the white interior. Oh, right. And I started to do some thinking. And I on the freeway and I'm having a really, really good time. Flat black plastic. Just looking big spliffs and cruising Saturday, Cadillac. Saturday, noon to two. On the freeway. Good feeling. I am a total John Clooney's friend and ally become a dangerous enemy? Private investigator Anton Gruber has been CIA agent John Clooney's trusted aide. Clooney may have questioned Gruber's taste in cuisine, but never his loyalty, until Gruber double-crossed him. 
Escaping with his life, Clooney is sidelined while his superior attempts to discover how Gruber was compromised. The investigation delves into Gruber's astonishing past, from his unpleasant days as an East German border guard to life as a narcotics agent, from his time in the tango clubs of Buenos Aires to a trip up the Amazon in search of Nazi gold. John Wessex's The Prague Deception is the third book of the John Clooney thrillers. Get it on Amazon. Hey, Mutineers Stolowitz here. Have you ever listened to Labor and Love on Saturday mornings, 10 to noon with Bill Morgan? It's a really excellent show, one of my favorites here at the station. And it's all about service. It might be the devil, it might be the Lord, but we got to serve somebody. And Bill understands the virtue of service as the heart and soul of the labor movement better than a lot of people I know. And it's one of the reasons I love to listen to him. He breaks down socialism, democracy, protest history, workers' news, and the power of unions. Along with that, he serves up an excellent mix of jazz, Latin, gospel, hip-hop, and traditional folk ballads. Great stuff. Check it out. Labor and Love is every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Serve somebody. Meals on Wheels is dedicated to fostering independent living for San Francisco seniors by providing hot, nutritious meals delivered to their homes. They're committed to fostering independent living for as long as possible. For more information, please call Meals on Wheels at 415-920-1111. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio in San Francisco. Are you looking for local handcrafted leather goods? Look no further than Skin on Skins, a local mission leather working shop. All original pieces handcrafted for you. Jackets, belts, purses, jewelry, everything made out of leather. You need your bicycle seat fixed? You want it in cool leather? Under can do it. You have a motorcycle that you want to fit out with side bags and cool stuff talk to under go to skinonskins.com that's s-k-i-n-o-n-s-k-i-n-s.com you just went to Folsom Street Fair and you don't have enough leather go see under everything is handcrafted and understated quality fine leather handcrafted goods for all of your needs he also does fixes maybe you love that jacket he'll put the zipper back in Talk to Under at SkinOnSkins.com at 20th and Mission. Check them out at SkinOnSkins.com. Volunteer for the San Francisco Food Bank. The San Francisco Food Bank relies on volunteers like you to help sort, package, and distribute healthy food to people in need in San Francisco. Each year, over 22,000 people contribute thousands of hours to fighting hunger in our community. This support will enable the SF Food Bank to distribute 43.5 million pounds of food this year, enough for 93.000 meals every day. But they can't do it without volunteers. Visit www.sffoodbank.org volunteer. 
again www.sffoodbank.org slash volunteer to find out how you can help. CIA agents. Inexplicably, the deceased contract killers have the DNA of people who are long dead. CIA agent John Clooney devises a dangerous plan to capture a shadow killer alive. Contract a hit on himself. John Wessex, The Shadow Killers, is the second book of the John Clooney thrillers. Get it on Amazon.
yo, hey, uh, this is gonna be a different little edition of the Art Vs today. Uh, our hearts go out to uh, Gabriela Cunha. She had uh, to go to the hospital today, uh, so that's why she's not here today to host. Uh, but we're gonna get started in a little bit and stuff. Uh, at the same time, we're still gonna be doing our things, but our wishes go out to her for getting better so we can do something next week. Uh, but until then, we're gonna be hanging out here at Mutiny Radio and we're gonna be doing it right. We'll be getting all the open mic going and then a little QA with some of these guys too.
Five minutes till open mic time, y'all. These comedians are going to back it up for you. You just can't see it because of this whole radio thing. But we hear you. 